Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Somebody raise your hands and worship God in his presence. Thank the Holy Spirit for today. The presence of God is here. Somebody just worship God. Father, we worship you. Can you worship him in the way you understand him? Father, we thank you for tonight. Father, we thank you for today. For what you are about to do tonight. For what you are about to do tonight. Somebody raise your faith. Somebody raise your spirit. And worship him. Tell him God I need thee today.
By thank God you're still alive. <laughs> Tonight is wonderful. Tonight is wonderful. Hallelujah. You're not going to go back the way you came. Praise the Lord. Genesis 18 verses 13. Wow. And the Bible says, And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which I'm old? And the Bible says, is anything too hard for the Lord? And at that time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. The Lord said unto Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? When God told Abraham that he was going to have a child, Sarah laughed. She said, oh, I'm so full of age. Shall I assure you have a child, which I am old. And the Bible says, and God says, is anything too hard for the Lord? And he says, at the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. Somebody say, amen. Amen. The Bible says, according to the time of life. According to the time of life. Sarah shall have a son. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody say, amen. amen. Somebody say, amen. Today, I want to talk about time as a dimension. 
as a dimension of the spirit. The Bible says, according to the scripture, Sarah, you all know that had taken years without having a child. And God appears to them and Abraham and promises them a child. And God tells them, according to the time of life, Sarah shall have a child. I wanted to address the factor of timing according to the dispensation of the spirit. I want to show you how to do certain things so quickly. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says that the flesh profiteth nothing, but the spirit quickeneth. There is a deliberate mind by God to quicken you by the spirit. Some people are doing things in 20 years, what they should have done in two years. Some people are doing things in 30 years, what they should have done in three years. That is not the blessing of God. It looks like the blessing of God, but it is not the blessing of God. Somebody say amen. amen. It is not the blessing of God for you to do longer what you should have done shorter. Praise the Lord Jesus. Delay is a spirit and it is wrong. And many people cover it out of ignorance and say, ah, me, it is because of the appointed time. God at a particular time X shall come through and do these things for me. And tonight I'm about to dispel many misinformations. I'm about to dispel many wrongfully arranged things in the gospel, today in the Bible, in the body of Christ. People misinterpret the scriptures so wrongly. Praise the Lord Jesus. Today I want to show you how to do things quicker. Because God has taught us, he has told us that we are supposed to be quickened. The Bible says, satisfy us while it's still early, that we might have the joy of our salvation. God knows that you will be happier if you're satisfied early. If you build Ali, if you drive Ali, if you get married Ali, at the right time, at the appointed time, praise the Lord. He says, oh, satisfy Ali with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. There is a joy and happiness that comes when things come quicker. There's a joy and happiness that comes when things come quicker. There's a satisfaction when things come quicker. You're 90 years old and God gives you a 50-inch screen. And you say, thank you, Lord. When your eyes are too dim to see, you receive the what? The screen. You receive a car when you're unable to drive. And then you say, ah, God is still faithful. When he promises, it doesn't matter how long. You see, God was waiting on you to get something to put you in the right place. But then you thought that you were waiting on him to perform. And that is the problem with many Christians. They have delayed themselves and they think God is the one delaying them. Or they are working against a certain pattern of God's timing for it to come to pass. Praise the Lord Jesus. And I'm going to show you that some of you have been thinking wrongly. Somebody say amen. amen. Let me first explain this. When I was a child, I used to have questions. And my ultimate biggest question used to be, how does God answer all people at the same moment? You understand what I'm saying? You're praying, she's praying, and he's praying, and they are praying. And there are folks in Malaysia, Manila, Philippines, they are, they are dying. Somebody right now is sinking underwater. He's calling on Jesus. You understand? For in a couple of minutes, you're about to speak in tongues. And God is hearing all of us. Praise the Lord. And when I used to ask myself that question of how does then God hear all of us at the same moment of time, it used to boggle my head. It just used to disturb me. I used to say, I think there's something 
way beyond our understanding of this God we call infinite. Because even though he's an infinite God, and I'm trying to understand him under finite boundaries, there ought to be certain definition in my finite boundaries to define the finite God. There has to be a language to explain this thing. How can you hear a thousand people at the same moment? Billions of people across the world at the same moment, each one of them calling you in a different tongue, tribe, and language. And as growing up, the Lord taught me something very amazing. The Lord showed me our biggest weakness as human beings. Our biggest limitation is the flesh. Praise the Lord. Because the flesh is limited. You cannot go through that world because you have the flesh. You understand? You cannot fall from a 20-story building because you have the flesh. But if you're a spirit, you leave that story building and go down and you'd be good. I don't know if I'm making sense. If you are a spirit, you'd come from that tall building and go down and then nothing would happen to you because spirits are not subject to gravity. I don't know if I'm making sense. Our limitation is in the flesh. And because of the flesh, many of us appeal to the mind of the flesh, not the mind of the spirit. My problem as I was growing up was, and now I've realized as I grew up, was that I fitted God in the moments of human time. Do you understand what I'm saying? I fitted God in the moments of human time. And I imagined that God fits in my time. You see, time is series, right? Time is what? Series. Past, present, and future. That is how your moments are described in that paradigm. Your moment in life is described on the series of past, present, and future. You're either living in the now moment, or in the yesterday moment, or in the future moment. You don't think of a time beyond future. You don't think of a time beyond past. You think of a time either past, a time present, and a time in the future. How many of you agree with what I'm saying? So because of that, many people think that because they fit their moments of time in time series, God is also subject to time series. Or even worse, they think that the cosmos or the world moves and functions under the time series of the earth. There's a difference between world and earth. The Bible says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed, the cosmoses were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made by the things which do appear. Do appear, present continuous. There are things that are presently appearing physically from the spirit realm. And in the spirit realm, the Lord says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Praise the Lord. Now, there's a difference between the worlds and the earth. He's not talking about the earth. In the beginning, the earth was what? The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. Now, that earth is different from the worlds. The Bible says the worlds were framed. The worlds were framed. By the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not, past tense, made by the things present continuous, which do appear. There's a present day continuous experience of the appearance of things. When you build a house, it's an appearance. When you get a new car, it's an appearance. Somebody has to make it from a factory. When you put a new cloth, it has to be made. It's an appearance. Right now, there's somebody in a factory sewing clothes. As that cloth is coming out of that machine, it is made. 
it is appearing. Before that, it was just a substance. It was material. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. But when it's attached to skill and an art, it comes out into appearance. That is why when the Bible speaks of men which are skilled in the word of God, he knows that substance, faith is the substance, faith is the material of the things that are hopeful, the evidence of things not seen. You carry the substance, you carry the material, you carry the cloth line to make the cloth, but you need the skill to make the cloth. You carry the metal to join it and bend it and break it and put it in the shape that you want to make the car. But it takes a particular skill and an art to create that car for it to come to appearance. It's not enough for you to carry a substance without the skill to give it a picture, to give it a form, to give it a figure, to give it a diagram, third dimensional. Diagram is third dimensional. Figures are second dimensional. Lines are first dimensional. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. We are in the creative process. When God tells us that we are procreators, every other day we are creating something. Fanero was created. It didn't come out of nothing. We just didn't wake up and say, ah, we got excited and we tell people. You know, some people think, we just tell people, it is okay to sin. Yeah. Then people shout, ah, then they come. <laughs> Praise God. We're not just excited. This is created. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what? Created. Your business is created. Your ministry is created. Your marriage is created. Your relationships are created. Your career is created. And you can choose how to create because the underlying factor is faith. He says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Because understanding is the true establishment of wisdom. For wisdom resteth where understanding is. Wisdom resteth where understanding is. It's a rested wisdom for a man to understand that by faith, the worlds were framed by the word of God. That means when the word of God came through, it didn't only create the heaven and the earth. It also created worlds. Plural. Every individual made and created by God has a distinctive grace to create or to function in the world that has been availed by the Spirit. Your world is not my world. And the way things function in my life are not the way things are going to function in your life because the way you have framed your world is different from the way I have framed mine. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. The place that frames the worlds of the Spirit is the conscience. The place that he has God. Praise the Lord Jesus. That's the beginning of offense. When a child of God becomes indifferent to the expectation of where he ought to be versus where he is. That's why the man says, Paul, that I do this one thing always, to have a conscience void of offense toward God and man. How do I carry a conscience void of offense toward God? I carry a conscience void of offense toward God if I don't walk worthy of the calling on my life. Worthy of the call. The Bible says, walk worthy of the call. Paul says we have such a great ministry. We have a great ministry. Do you know what it means to have such a great ministry? It means there are things God expects you to live by and be because you're born again. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, therefore seeing we have this ministry. There's a verse that says great. As we have received mercy. He says we faint not. That's why we don't die. That's why we don't give up. Because we have this ministry. We have this ministry. 
We have a great ministry. We have something on us that is so great. It's called treasure in earthen vessels. Treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of power might be of God. There is something inside us. Sometimes there are things you can go through. And then you remember that thing inside you. And then you say, ah, but I'm not yet dead. There's still something inside there. It goes through my beings. You understand? Perambulates through my body and comes out on my flesh. And I feel it tickle my skin. And they say, mm, there is a spirit in man. And the Bible says, and the inspiration of the Lord has given him understanding. There's something in me. Tell somebody there's something inside me. Mugambe, there's something inside me. Hey! It doesn't mean that you're not going to go through trouble. It doesn't mean that you're not going to go through turmoil. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be devastated. It doesn't mean that you're not going to go through pain. No. There's that thing that always reminds you. I'm the offspring of Almighty God. I'm a child of the Most High God. Something inside tells me I'll pull through. Something inside there tells me. Something inside there tells me. Something inside there tells me. The Bible says by knowledge we are preserved. Preserved. When I started doing ministry in Makere, I started to preach about the life of the Spirit. The life which we have in God. The life. The life. The life. Somebody said life. There was a period I just deliberately started to talk about this life. The life which is of God. The Zoe kind of life. That thing inside the human spirit. And then one of our own called Moses, Kabagambi, went to Kenya to preach. And while he was on the pulpit preaching, the Al-Shabaab came into that room. And they had close to about 100 people while they were preaching. He has narrated this story, I think two years ago. And while he's preaching, these guys come openly and start opening fire on people in church. They shot one at a go, 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 go, until everybody was shot except Moses. How many of you bear witness when Moses was testifying? You were there? They shot everyone and Moses remained alone. And he told himself, I have the life which is of God. I can't die under a pagan hand. And he says by the story that this guy comes and pulls the trigger three times and the bullets couldn't come through. His friend comes through to pull the trigger three times and the bullet can't come through. And they say, you have a God. And they walked out. Tell somebody I have the life. Which is of God. I will never die under a pagan hand. Say it again. I will never die under a pagan hand. It will never be hard. It will never be hard. One time I was driving with somebody in the car. And I was driving back. And I was supposed to drop them somewhere. And one of our own was put on metal point on the neck. And this guy told her he's going to kill her immediately. And he told her, if you're lucky, tell somebody right now to send mobile money on your phone. He wanted them to send mobile money on the girl's phone and immediately go with the phone and withdraw that money. And he put a metal on her. And it was the first person she thought about, Apostle Grace. (laughs) Papa, Papa, send money. There's a guy who says that if you don't send money, they're going to kill me. She had a metal on her neck. This guy was ready to put it through her neck. She had a phone. And he says, let them send that money right now. And the moment they send it right now, I release you. Then he goes somewhere and withdraws the money. I told him, give me that guy. 
He said, he wants to speak to you. He gave me the phone. And I told him, I'm giving you five minutes to put back everything you've taken from her. Give her back her phone. Make sure you've given her everything you've taken. If not, you're dead. I hung up on him. After two minutes, he's gone. He's gone. Why? Because there's something inside our spirits. He knew he was going to die. He knew. And that guy knew he was going to die. Because you don't play with the child of God. Hallelujah. You don't play with the child of God. Tell somebody that you don't play with children of God. You don't play with children of God. You heard of the story of the man of God in Nigeria. Thugs broke into his car. Bam! They tell him, give us all the money. Told them, you're too small to rob me. Too small. Too small. In fact, get those guns right now. I want to find you at police. They got the guns and took themselves to police. Tell your neighbor I have something. Tell your neighbor I have something. Tell your neighbor I have something. It's inside my spirit. It's called the life which is of God. It's about time we became a bit more serious with the gospel. If Jesus says that greater is he which is in us than the one which is in the world, he was serious. Let God be true and every man a liar. It's about time to stop becoming a bit weak. It's about time we stop being explainable and gullible and, and weak. The Lord told me we're moving into a time where men will fear the church. That they fear you because you're born again. Not because you have a bodyguard around you, no. Not because you have a state machinery standing next to you, no. Because you're born again. They say that one, they don't touch him. That one, they don't touch him. That one, they don't touch him. He says, and no weapon that is fashioned against you shall prosper. And he says, this is the heritage of my servants. And their righteousness is of me. Every tongue that raises against you, he says, you shall condemn there's something on your life. Tell your neighbor there's something on me. Tell him there's something on me. I feel it in my spirit. There's something on me. That is why there is a way I cannot die. Say it also. There is a way I cannot die. I can't be short. I cannot. It's not my story. It's not my testimony. That is not my testimony. In the name of Jesus. Greater is he which is in me than the devil in the world. Confess it. I can't fail. There's something inside me that tells me I can't fail. Even when all results look like they're going a certain way. Hallelujah. That's the time I stir up joy in myself. That's the time you stir up joy. Some people don't understand how to activate power. When they go through situations, they start weeping. Help me God. No, 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 no. That is indifference. Let me show you something I never want you to forget. When I say I never want you to forget, it's I never want you to forget. I don't plan to do it, but let me do it. Isaiah chapter 12 verse 3. Let me show you something. One, two, three. Let's go. Uh-huh. How do you draw out from the wells of Sozo? How do you draw out from the wells of salvation? How? Joy. Joy. With joy do you draw from the wells of salvation. The wells of salvation are available for any man who wants to. But God wants you to go there happy. 
You're going through situations. You don't even have the attitude to laugh. Then you fake your face and say, ha, 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 I am happy. Ha, 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 I am happy. Praise God. Hallelujah. You get joy in your spirit, unspeakable, full of glory. When your face becomes gloomy, you force yourself and you say, I choose to be happy. I choose to celebrate. You tickle yourself and fake it and smile, pull the ear from here up to here, like a banana. Some people want to take pity parties and they say, you know, I'm going through too much. What are you going through? What are you going through too much? What are you going through? Too much. What are you going through? Too much. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. That's the generation where everything seems so out and you find a man laughing alone. <laughs> because there is something inside there kicking his body, telling him you understand it's inside telling you you'll make it I don't know how you're going to come through but you're going to come oh I don't know who I'm talking to that's the joy we have of the spirit and then you don't have reasons to be happy but you're happy <laughs> on funerals praise God hallelujah <laughs> praise God hallelujah joy of the Lord joy of the Lord the joy of the Lord somebody say amen. amen somebody say amen now I'll say something very important the way you and I design time from the human perspective you understand you enter time you live your time on moments what are moments points in time that's why you have a clock Seconds, right? Every second is a point. Every microsecond is a point in time. You live your time in moments. But God doesn't live his time in moments. The worlds that were framed by the Spirit don't respond to the moments of time as according to how men think it. Men think that because they see time in moments and consequently have series of past, present, and future, they think that that's how the worlds function. The worlds don't function according to moments like the earth arrays them in series. Praise the Lord. The word of God is not designed to function according to the times of the earth. It is designed to function according to the times of heaven. Praise the Lord Jesus. When you're reading the Bible, some people read the Bible and then accord the time of the earth. That is why when God is talking to Sarah, he tells her, okay, according to the time of life, Sarah shall have a child. According to the appointed time of life, Sarah shall have a child. In other words, God is trying to tell her that there is a time of life on earth and there is a time eternal. When the Bible says redeem the time for the days are evil, he didn't say redeem time. He said redeem the time for the days are evil. Our primary responsibility as saints is to go above the earthly time and then get into the timing of the spirit. That is the beginning of redemption. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming meaning we buy back the spiritual eternal timings of God and then we fuse them. We push them into the earthly timing. 
That's what they call quickening. Every time a man gets the spiritual timing of the spirit, God's timing, and then he diffuses it on the earthly plane, that man has redeemed time. Because every time you get eternal time and put it on the earthly, you save time. You save time. God, let me show you something in Psalms 90. Psalms 90. Psalms 90. I'm building something. I'm going somewhere. I'm still scratching surface, but I'm going to go a bit deeper. Psalms 90, verses 4. The Bible says, for a thousand years in thy sight, he says, are as but as yesterday, when it is past. You understand what I'm saying? When you think of thousand years to come, to God, they are like yesterday. You, you're thinking a thousand years. No, to him, it's like yesterday. Do you understand what I'm saying? God is so ahead. Even your future is passed to him. <laughs> there is nothing you're going to do tomorrow that is going to surprise God and say, Iba Nanga, I can't believe that you did this. Rita? You Rita? No, no, no. There is nothing you're going to do right now. All you've done yesterday or you're going to do tomorrow morning that is going to shock him. That's why the Bible says it's the same yesterday, today, Jesus Christ, the same. He said, Jesus Christ, the same. Yesterday and today and forever. Do you know what that means? He was in the past, is in the present, and is in the future. And all of them are present to him. <laughs> your past is present to him. Your present is present to him. Your future is present to him. He's looking at you from the beginning to the end. And everything is present. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. That's how he framed the worlds. He didn't frame the worlds with a hope for your future. No. The word hope for future is for you in your human mind. For him, it's not. Did you understand what I'm saying? I'm going somewhere and I don't want to lose you. When God was creating the world, and when he did everything that he did, you see, let me give you an example. The man of the spirit, huh? One day, on the day of the Lord, he goes up in the spirit. Praise the Lord. And then he sees the testimony of the Christ. Isaiah. <laughs> and then Isaiah sees it finished. Then he says, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by whose stripes we were healed. Now, this is Isaiah. Old Testament folk. But when he went eternally, he didn't see a future. He saw a past tense. What I'm trying to tell you is, it is a fallen state of man if your future is a mystery. Your future is not supposed to be a mystery. Look at Isaiah. Isaiah saw the crucifixion, the death, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Even the place where he becomes the propitiation for my sin and for the whole world. He saw it. John the Revelator at the end says, Oh, blessed be the Lord. That lamb of God which was slain from the foundations of the earth. That means when John the Revelator also went into that realm, he saw the crucifixion, the death, and everything that happened. It happened long ago. Before the foundation. Read it. He says, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship whom whose names are not written in the lamb uh, book of life. 
the lamb that was slain from the foundations, from the foundation of the world. That lamb was slain from the foundation. That lamb was slain from the foundation. There's a movie that played out and it was already finished. The Bible says, none of the works of God from the beginning. None of the, his works from the beginning. None of his works from the beginning. Meaning, when you began life, he had finished it. You began, when he says it is finished, some of you think it is finished from suffering. It, that is a small thing. It is finished from a disease. That's a small thing. Jesus was confirming the affirmed things of the spirit. I'm saying it again. Jesus was confirming. When he said it is finished, he was confirming the affirmed things of the spirit. That word was already done and accomplished before. Jesus was slain before the foundations of the world. Isaiah had the grace to tap the finished work of Christ at the cross before he even came in the flesh. And he got a hold of it in the spirit. And he says, and by whose stripes we are healed. He says, we are steamed in, stricken and afflicted of God. He was carried. He was a man who carried our sorrows. He bore our griefs. He's seeing all of these things in the spirit. But because he has entered eternity, he's no longer conscious of the time, your moments of the series of past, present, and future. He sees everything as past. In future, I am believing God. That's why you're never going to... Listen. That's why many of you don't get results. Because you're believing God for a car. You're believing God for a house. You're believing God for a ministry. You're believing God for marriage. You're believing God for children. That's why you're not going to get them. One time somebody came to me and told me, I'm believing God for healing. And I told him, you will surely die. <laughs> Apostle. I am a believer. I told him, no, 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 no. The Bible is very clear. That who his own self knew no sin but became sin. That we being dead unto sins might live unto righteousness. And as he says, by whose stripes you were healed. You cannot believe for healing when you are already healed. Okay, let me make it in the simplest term. You have been given everything that pertains to life and godliness. Why are you believing for anything that pertains to life and godliness when God says you have been given? But it's through the knowledge of him that has called us unto glory and virtue. You've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly place in Christ Jesus. Why are you believing for a blessing when you have already been blessed? You're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. The articulation of a man of faith speaks the words of rest. He says, we which have believed, not a believing. Uh -uh. We which have believed, not a believing. No. We which have believed have entered rest. Have entered rest. We which have believed. We which have believed. We which have believed do enter into rest. We which have believed, we do enter into rest. We are rested. We don't have any anxiety because we have believed. Now, instead of saying, I have believed for a car, you're believing for a car. Present continuous. If you have believed, there's a certain rest that comes to your spirit. You look at it worsening and you say, mm, these are lying vanities. I refuse to observe them. In the name of Jesus. I refuse to look at it this way. In the name of Jesus. I know who I am. I know what he has put inside me. I carry the worlds by faith. I can create my own world. I can build my own story. For you, you're believing God for something. We are believing God. We are believing. You're in the present continuous experience of what is supposed to be past. 
Known are the works of God from the beginning. Known are the works of God from the beginning. God knows everything that has taken place. When you understand the fullness of the mystery of God, Christ in us the hope of glory, he wants to take you to a place where you'll behold everything as it is done. Such that you don't enter marriage by accident. He said, no, 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 no. He said, no, 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 no. The Bible says, look in the book. Look in the book. He says, for none shall lack harm it. For the spirit has. And the Lord has said it. None shall lack harm it. No, yours. Oh, whoa. I tell you, none shall lack her met. He says, seek you out of the book of the Lord and read, no one of these shall fail and none shall want her met. Ha, not a met. Ha, not a. Some people think we just say, Lunda which saja which locally. No. Tolunda which saja which locally. It's just a chili. Locally. I got a katunda. Is it born again? Does he love God? Ah, uh-uh, is he born again? Yeah. <laughs> it's not enough. It's not enough that you're born again. It's not enough that he's born again. Is he your mate? Is he your mate? Are you one in the spirit? Or are you just one flesh? That's why you don't have purpose. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Am I communicating? So the way you and I look at time is not the way God looks at time. With God, everything that we are living right now is finished. Everything that we're living right now is finished. In Daniel, he says he changes times. But the literal word, therefore, he changes times. eh? He changes times. The literal word, therefore, he changes times is he responds to how men see his time. That's the literal translation. He responds to how men see his time. Many of you are missing out of time because you don't see time the way he sees it. It's like Galatians chapter 4 verse 1. Many of you read that scripture. He says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, deferreth nothing from a servant, though he be lord of all. And the Bible says, but he is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the father. Now, this is different from the time of life. Do you understand what I'm saying? The timing there, he's speaking of, of the time appointed of the Father, right? I asked God this question. What do you mean by the time appointed of the Father? What is the time appointed of the Father? And I'll explain. The next verse says, even so we, right? He says, when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. The word there for children is nepios, spiritually immature. We were in bondage under the elements of the world. Elements of the world. You are in bondage under the elements of the world. You are in bondage under the predictions of the world. When you're immature, the world predicts you. You're in bondage under the elements. You are third world. We don't expect you to drive a certain car because you are third world. Because you're third world, we don't expect you to build a certain house. Because you're third world. Because you're third world, we don't expect you to eat a certain way. We don't expect you to sleep a certain way. We don't expect you to live a certain age expectancy. Why? Because you're third world. Those are elements of the world including time, according to the world. One man was telling me, you see, you have to build ministry brick by brick, slowly by slowly. I told him, yes, 
ministries built brick by brick, but there is a time frame between when the next brick gets sown. <laughs> There's a time frame between when the next brick gets on. You see, you have to build business slowly by slowly, slowly by slowly. Even the person inspiring you, they don't even match your vision. Banange. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Chickens can't teach lions how to lay eggs. Those are two different things. They are two different things. <laughs> You see, when you're going to lay an egg, a lion will look at you and say, look, I'm a lion. I'm a lion. I am a lion. Do you understand what I'm saying? Have you been around people who compare you with other people? You see, you have to be like Mark. Mark has worked one year, two years, three years, four years. Sometimes parents like those things. They get the immediate neighbor's child. Then they say, hey, look at how Anita has grown. Look at how many things she's doing. Nay, hey, you, you are home. <laughs> Every time my father would start that, I would say, Mm-mm, those are not my level. Mm-mm, they are not my level. Let them hurry. <laughs> I know when my leap will come through. <laughs> You'll jump one day, they are going to look at you and not believe that you are the Ugandan they thought you were. Peculiar people, unpredictable. I am believing for God in the name of Jesus to make strides no man can predict. Who believes that with me? I am believing. When they think you've made it, you tell them, uh-uh, we've not yet started. This is but the beginning of many days like this. I'm telling you, we are going to shake this world. We are going to shake it. We are going to soak and shake and soak and shake and soak and shake. We are going to soak and shake. Some man phoned me in America and asked me, oh, Pause Grace, I have a question to ask you. Where do you think the move of the Spirit is coming from? Where do you think the next move of the Spirit is coming from? I told him from Uganda. Uganda. Oh, there's something happening in Uganda. I said, yeah. Is something happening in Uganda. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. Do you know some ministries that are doing greatly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine. Mine. Yeah, me. Me. <laughs> some of you, you take false humility. No, we don't deserve it. No. Oh, oh yeah. Only but dust. Listen. <laughs> You're the offspring of God. You're not but dust. Who am I? You're a child of God. You're a child of God. He was right when he said without him we can do nothing. But we have him. He's inside. And I'm not sorry about that. He's inside there. Praise God. Hallelujah. But now, you see, when the Bible says in Acts how he has... Uh, made of all men one blood, of all nations, right? On the face of the earth. And the Bible says he has determined the times before appointed. Now, when I was reading the literal lines there for time, time according to God are like places. For you, there are moments, right? In these time series, past, present, and future, to God, there are places. And thus experiences. 
When I say that that man is in another time from you, it means he's in another place spiritually from the place you are. Because time equals to experiences. Time is experiences. What you call time are experiences in the spirit. Every time you receive an experience of God, you have attained a certain place. And that place is translated as time. That place is translated as time. He says the race is not to the sweet, neither the bad of the strong, neither bread of men of skill. He says, but time and chance, experiences and chance, experiences and opportunity happen to all. The word there for time is experiences. Start to look at the timings of heaven as experiences. Every experience you have in God has a redemptive mind of time in the spirit. Every experience you have in God has a redemptive mind of time in the spirit. You redeem time for every experience you have. Every contact that you have before God in his presence takes you out with the redemption of time. One day in the presence of the Lord is like a thousand in the world. When you are in the presence of Almighty God and you get a hold of eternal things, you are redeeming a thousand days in the world. We are a total sum of our times. We are a total sum of our times. That's why Jesus wept. He says, they see the clouds and know it's going to rain. Then they look at another and know that this is a good day, a fair day. But the Bible says, but they know not the signs of the times. They don't know the signs of the times. They don't know the signs of the experiences of the spirit. And that is why many people are failing so horribly in life. Because they don't understand how to arrest and seize their time. Let me tell you something I never want you to forget. The Bible, the word of God, does not relate with earthly time. Let me first deliver you from there. The word of God is not subject to earthly time. It's eternal. I'll give you an example. You read Hebrews, right? And then you say, now faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. But you have forgotten, now faith. Now faith. He didn't say now, comma, faith. No, it's now faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith. The faith that is in the present. It is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When you receive a particular faith in that present moment, and then you create the material, the substance, and the evidence of things not seen, that is by which you obtain a good report. When the Bible says, have faith, faith, Faith is articulated in time. Oh, am I making sense? Faith is articulated in time. Faith is articulated in time. Now faith. That is why he says having eyes they see not, having ears they hear not. List at any time, any time, any time they should hear. Any time they should hear. And be converted. And understand with their heart. And should be converted. And I should heal them. He says list at any time they should see with their eyes. Any time. That means the moment the eyes of your spirit, any time the eyes of your spirit open and your ears open to hear and see and then you understand with your heart and then you're converted, healing comes. Any time. Healing of finances, healing of relationships, healing of ministry, healing of everything. Any time your eyes are open and your ears hear and understanding comes to your spirit and conversion takes place, you get it. Now, the time appointed by the Father is the time of revelation. Revelation in the dispensation of the New Testament, according to eternal experiences, is the difference between which time any man lives. Let me tell you, we are all living in different times. 
depending on the places we are in with God. That is why some people might take 20 years to do what some people are doing in two years. Because one man is in a different place from another. One man is in a different place from another. One man is in a different place from another. The more places you get into, the more you redeem, the more things start to change and adopt to you and mutate to your vision because you create your world through these times. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some of you think that you're going to be as predictable as me, I think, because I'm a Ugandan, this is how I'm supposed to end. Me, I think, because I'm a Ugandan, this is how my life is supposed to be. Me, I think, because of my level of education, this is how far I'm supposed to go. Me, I think, because of my exposure and, and networks, this is how I'm supposed to be. Some of you think you need certain connections, you need certain people to help you a certain way. Listen, you just need God. You just need to understand the God of seasons and times. He says, to everything, to everything, whether you want to pray, whether you believe in God for anything, whatever you believe, he says to everything, he says there's a season and a time for every purpose under the heaven. Any purpose under heaven works into a timing frame. But he's not just talking about earthly timing. He's talking about spiritual timing. But many sons of men look at the earthly timing. That is why you're slow. Because earthly timing is predictable against what you have, your ability, your resource envelope, everything around you that can predict what you are. That is what earthly timing is. When you get to the spiritual timing, the Bible says the wind bloweth where it listeth. You know it's not where it comes from, nor it goeth. But the Bible says, but you can feel the sound. And so he so is everybody which is born of the Spirit. When you're born of the Holy Spirit, you're not supposed to be predictable. When you get to a point where men can't explain your money, when they can't explain your joy, when they can't explain your increase, when they can't explain your multiplication, when they can't explain the favor on your life, when they can't explain the wisdom on your life, when they can't explain the experiences on your life, you have redeemed time. You're redeeming time. Somebody say, it's happening to me. It's happening to me. In the name of Jesus. It's happening to me. When you're reading the Bible, Stop looking at it in earthly times. In the years to come, God will show his mercy to them which are his. Then you say, ha, mukama mumiake Mama, there's a man who's going to look at that and say, the years are now. Now face. Now face. Now face. It's like one time I was dealing with a friend, I told him, look, you, you see, scriptures are bared. The Bible says, let him which is able to bear, bear this. There are things that are too weighty for certain souls to take in. Like when he's speaking about eunuchs. He says, he which is able to bear it, let him what? Bear it. There are things some of you can't carry. There are things others of you can carry. It's like when the scripture says that we see in part and we prophesy in part. I hear many people say, we see in part and we prophesy in part. But when the fullness is come, the part is dealt away with. And many people put the fullness in future as of when they shall change terrestrial to celestial. And then say, Mokama, I think you're talking of the future which is coming, the fullness is coming. And then there's a man who understands eternal time and realizes that also that is past tense. And then he reads the same scripture and he says, of his fullness we have received grace for grace. Of his fullness. He says when the fullness comes, of his fullness. Of his fullness. That means you and I don't see in part. You can choose to see in part. You know me, I can't see everything. You can choose not to see everything. But I choose to see everything. Because I have an action from on high. I know all things. Let me tell you. That's why your prayers must become past tense. 
Stop putting prayers in the future. Mukama tukwebaza kubango genda kutuyamba. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's not what the Bible teaches. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches us to learn to put all our prayers and everything with thanksgiving. Make your request. With th- Why are you thanking? If there is no affirmation of already a finished work. Why are you even saying thanks? He says, with thanksgiving, make your request. With thanksgiving, make your requests unto God. Because, you see, the righteousness, let me say something that is crazy. The righteousness imputed on you through faith is not conscious of an indifference in your spirit to believe past its ability to deliver in your life. It's you who is conscious to think, God, is it your will for me to be? You see, you can ask, but is it the will of God? You see, many people are still living in that plane where they're saying, is it the will of God for me to do this? He says, the Bible says, he has made known unto us the mystery of his will. Do you know what that means? I am living in a place where I know the will of God concerning my life in every aspect. It doesn't begin from the physical knowledge. It begins from a spiritual knowledge. Faith. First believe it. First believe it. First believe it. First believe it. He says, having made known unto us the mystery of his will according to the good pleasure which he has purposed in himself. Having made known unto us. When you say, I know the mystery of his will. It ain't mean that your natural brain is going to adopt and understand it immediately. It only means that your spirit clearly understands it. And as you meditate upon this word and it does not depart out of your mouth, the doing is automatic. It starts to work out of you. And then you start to realize that every other day you are in the will of God. Not as one seeking it, but as one who is in the will. When you meet your husband, you know he's the one. When you meet your wife, you know he's the one. The right job, you know the right car, you know the right ministry, you know the right place, you know the right business, you know everything. He says we have an unction from on high. We know things. Why? Because time has given us the ability to see behind the veil of time and see things as they are. Now I'm a finished product of things that are pouring out of the fullness of the things that I've seen. The things that I've experienced in God. The things that are. That is the beginning of ministry. Ministry is not when you walk with men. Ministry is when you walk to the end and come back for men. That's called leading them. Because you see the end of all things. Are you hearing me? When you see the end of all things, you come back. Because it's easy to help a man to tell him, listen, you've tarried. You've been on this mountain long enough. Move. Why? Because you've seen the end thereof. You've seen the end thereof. I said, but how do I see? Do I close my eyes? No, simple. Begin from a faith perspective. You see, let me tell you something about faith. Let me tell you something about faith. Now, was it orchestrated in God's time that I was going to preach today? It was orchestrated, right? There was no way in that timing... God had not prepared the seed of the word to drop in your spirit for you to function in the message that he prepared my spirit before I was formed in my mother's womb to do. The predestination, the calling, the justification and glorification. The glory on my life is as a result of the justification. The justification as a result of the call. The call as a result of the predestination. Now, what makes me right? Justified. What makes me right is a predestinated mind. It's not my plan to do. We are in autopilot. The regenerated spirit in Christ is under autopilot by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Right now, what looks like is a plan for me to do. It's not a plan to God. It was already preordained. 
I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. It was already preordained. Nothing right now is happening by mistake. Nothing. I'm not conscious that anything can be by luck or chance. We are not lucky and chanced people. We are blessed people. Predestination is what makes me right. Justified because I'm predestinated. Because I'm called. Do you know why I'm right? I'm right because I'm called of God. I'm right because I'm called of God. I'm not right because of what I do. I'm not justified because of what I do. I'm right because I'm called of God. And the calling of God works through me. Do you understand what I'm saying? So if I say that God is going to increase you, it's not even by mistake that I look at you when I say it. You see, that's all a predestinated. It's all a predestinated. That's where justification is. And he says, when justification comes, when you know you are right, when you know you are right, then glory comes. Glory comes. Glory comes to men who know they are justified and justification to men who know they are called and callings to men who understand predestination. That means everything was already finished. I'm just God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus that I might do the works for which I was predestinated, for which I was ordained beforehand to do. The Bible says, give me the amplifier. He says, so we are God's workmanship, handwork, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works, not bad things, that we may do those good works which God predestinated, planned before us, taking parts which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the word, the funny life, the suffering life, the disadvantaged life, the distraughted life, the second citizen life. No, the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. Every time I wake up in the morning, I say, wow, I'm living the good life. Hey! God has prearranged. Let me tell you, it's too late not to work. Because it's no longer in the future for you to pass there. No, it was already done. Then I realized one thing. The desire in the man to create the world he wants is again part of the justified calling and predestinated experience of God. I cannot think of a perfect... You see, let me tell you. When you're born of the incorruptible seed, which is the word of God, when you are conscious of the incorruptible seed, which is the word of God, you cannot meditate anything outside the will of God. If you meditate anything outside the will of God, then you have not understood what it means to be predestinated. You have not understood it. If I choose the wrong car, if I go for the wrong job, if I choose the wrong wife, the reason why you're conscious of that is because you have not yet understood that you cannot choose the wrong woman. You can't. Very simple. That man's problem eh, is not seeing the wrong thing. That man's problem is he is not in that life. He has not yet understood that life. When you understand that life, do you know what it means to be born of an incorruptible seed? Everything that looks like it's... Whose clutch is that? What happened? You got an accident. Let me show you something. What happened to you? So you have pain where? 
So you can't walk well? Your pain is there? For the first time, stand up and walk. Predestination. Predestination. Walk. Walk, 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 Bring the clutches. Walk, 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 Could you do that before? Could you do that before? No. No. You could only use this clutch. Yes. Now, did we have to first pray in the name of Jesus? Walk, walk, How did you come? On a border border. You came with this. You couldn't put that leg down. Yes, I couldn't even stand for some good minutes. You couldn't even put she it down. She, she couldn't even stand. <laughs> this has nothing to do with prayer. No. It has everything to do with predestination. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, from today, you're just going to start walking and walking and walking. And walking, and walking. Now I want you to turn slowly and walk back to your seat without clutches. Walk, 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 Who came with you? You came alone. Could you put this leg down at all? No, like, okay, I could put it a little bit, but with the support of that. You could not do what you're doing right now? No. And from today, you're going to start walking. Now, that Kalim, listen, that Kalim is going to continue dying and dying and dying and dying. Now, everything I'm saying is right. Because I'm justified. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Then your colleague will start restoring, and then you're going to realize you'll not need this car clutch because it was predestinated that you'd put this leg down today. You couldn't even stand like that. Huh? No, I couldn't stand for like something of like 10 minutes, like this. Wow. Do you feel a change in your leg? Yes, I felt that change. In fact, when you were praising and worshiping, because eh? at least I stood for some minutes. And mm. even when she was singing, eh, I stood up to when all both songs were done. Praise God. Amen. So you're feeling a change in your foot? <laughs> the pain. Yeah. A little. I still feel, feel a little. A little? Yes. Let's also deal with a little. Where is a little? Where is the little? Somebody stretch your hands towards. There are screws in this leg, by the way. Oh, it's okay, don't worry. Father, we thank you. We thank you. Because from today, this pain leaves. This pain leaves. This pain leaves. This pain leaves. I want you to tell me whether you're feeling any more pain. Feel it. Just feel it. Stamp it and feel it. Only around here. Okay. Father, we thank you. That even around here is leaving in the name of Jesus. That pain is leaving in the name of Jesus. That pain is living in the name of Jesus. Tell me, you're still feeling pain. Check it. <laughs> Do you feel an improvement in that leg? Yes, there is. But now, some pain when I do like this. It's going. Eh? It's going. Yes. It's going. Yeah, it's going. <laughs> Thank you.
going. The pain is going. Let's give her time as it goes. <laughs> no more clutches. Praise God. That is pretty. It's not Naimu Kama. Vayo. Mugurubule Guruliake. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, as it continues to go and go and go by the end of service, you'll be walking without a clutch. Now, what looks like is a miracle to God, it had to happen. We were just supposed to be participators. <laughs> Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. It's how everything in your life is. It's how everything in your life is. There is nothing you're going through that is not already fixed. It's not there. Time has fixed it eternally. So the moment you get into heavenly time like this, everything else in your life starts to respond. Everything else in your life starts to respond. It's like, is anybody with pain? Touch where it's paining. Let me probably show you another demonstration. Touch, does anybody have pain? Stand up if you have pain. Just two minutes to go. Now, I want you to put your hand where it's paining. Any pain, whatever, you right back, or right tooth, or you have a missing tooth. Now, as I'm speaking right now, eh, pain is starting to leave. Now, this is, I don't even need to pray about it. It was appointed in my moment of the spirit that that had to work in your life. Now, if you're here and you're feeling the pain leave, clap. If you feel the pain right now, it has left, just clap wherever you are. Clap wherever you are. It has left. You see all of those people clapping. Did we say, now, Father? <laughs> you may be seated. Did you see how easy it was? Did you see how easy it was? Pain just left. Now, somebody that I know whether you had pain for 20 years or 4 years or 3 years, just under this grace, it has to leave. Why? Because I'm justified. I am right. I am right. I can't be wrong. Because this is what I was called to do. I can't be wrong in what I was called to do. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. If you're a student, you can't be wrong. That's why they'll mark you 100%. Because you can't be wrong. I mean, you'll read things and they'll sink. Everything you're reading will start sinking. Why? Because it's appointed. You are called to be a student. You have the ability to excel. You are called to be a business person. Because it's a calling. You're right. You're justified. And therein is the glory. Therein is the glory. Therein is the glory. Because we are just using time. Somebody say, it's my time. Say again, it's my time. Say one more time, it's my time. <laughs> now I want you to raise your hands in the heavens. I want to speak something. Don't worry, I'm justified. There are people here. God tonight wants to get you from earthly time to heavenly time. From the way you see time on the earth. To the way heaven time functions. Some of you are going to start experiencing a quickening of the spirit like you've never experienced. Power of the Holy Ghost! God redeems time for you. There's a justification that is shining on your spirit. 
according to the call of God upon your life. And there's a glorification that follows it. Somebody start to speak in other tongues. It's easy. It's easy. Gone are the days when we are going to take 20 years to do things that we're supposed to do in two years. That is not our time anymore. You're justified, you're right. And you're glorified because of the predestination, because of the time appointed eternally. You're God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus and two good works for which you are preordained that you might walk in them, living the good life. I'm praying for a dreamer, somebody with a very big dream very big dream a dream no man can define may God satisfy you when it's still early may you realize your dream when you're still young come on come on the spirit is ordaining somebody minutes to go it's my time I'm justified I'm justified I'm justified I'm justified I'm right by God because I'm predestinated, because I'm called. If you've been struggling with frustrated potential, right now in the name of Jesus, whatever is inside you, I call it out. inside your life whatever is inside your life whatever is inside your life do I have a dreamer in the house a big dreamer in the house someone who has been feeling like what is inside you is not what is outside you calling you power of the Holy Ghost By the Spirit 
Somebody say, I'm redeeming my next 10 years. I'm redeeming my next 20 years. I'm redeeming my next 30 years. I'm redeeming my next 40 years. I'm redeeming my next 50 years. It is time. I don't know why, but I feel like somebody's time has been redeemed so greatly. What was supposed to come in 20 years is going to come in two years. What was supposed to come in three years is going to come in one day. What was supposed to come in four months is going to come in three weeks. Why in the name of Jesus? In the name of Jesus. 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 Somebody speak in other tongues and say it is mine. I receive it. 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 Now listen. It is done. It is done. It is done. Give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. It is done. 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 Give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Somebody say in the name of Jesus, my next two years are going to have 20 years. In the name of Jesus, my next four years are going to redeem 40 years. They'll call you Muzei when you're still young. In the name of Jesus Christ, because you redeem time. You're redeeming time. You're redeeming time. Now I want you to give me one minute of giving God a mighty hand of praise. Like something has happened in your spirit. Clap for Jesus. Clap for Jesus. Like something has happened in your life. I choose to believe the word of God. According to the revelation of his time. Not human time. He has appointed... He has predetermined the time before appointed. Can I tell you the good news? Everything you believe in God for, it's done. It was done. It was done. It's done. Some of you are believing for jobs which you already have. is done. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. You're going to see tangible results. You're going to do things your family members took 30 years to do. Oh, I shake a bit. So you know I'm prophesying. I'm right. I know. Are you feeling better? Try and I say. Try again. Are you feeling better? Huh? You're feeling better. Much better. Much better. Much better than the previous one. Much better than the previous one. You see, I'm right. Every moment, her leg is going to be better and better. I'm right. <laughs> Praise God. You don't need these clutches. You don't need them. You don't need them. You don't need them. Clutches are not your story. 
You can go back with them, but don't use them anymore. Praise God. Praise God. If you're here and you've never given your life to Christ, and you're not born again, if you're here and you've never given your life to Christ, and you want to be born again today, can you put up your hand right now? And say, I want Jesus today. Wow, wow. Come, 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 come. 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 Wow. God is not only going to save you. Huh? You're not only going to become born again. He's also saved you from a great affliction. I saw something that was growing in your lungs. And it was affecting the breathing system. You understand what I'm saying? God is delivering it. He's taking it away. In the name of Jesus. How long has it been? How long has it been? I realized it when I was school, uh, like in senior five. Back down. Up to down. How many years is it? I don't know, but my nearest neighbor told me that at night uh, I don't breathe very well. Yeah, it's gone. I saw it leave you. That's the power of salvation. That's the power of salvation. That's the power of salvation. Come. No, the one behind you. Come, 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 come. Put up your hands. I saw something also growing in your head. A small little funny growth. I see like a small little black thing. I cast it from the root. We refuse cancer. In Jesus' mighty name. It's not your. In Jesus' mighty name. Anymore? In somebody you're refusing to come. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Put your hand on your stomach. I see there is something not right with your stomach. Thank you, Jesus. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Thank you, Jesus. Now, those of you who want to be born again, there is another person. I feel you. Come. Is she coming? There's also another one. There's also another one. I feel you. You're around there. You're on my left. Come. 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 There's somebody on my left. I feel you. Woman of God. Come. <laughs> Your eyesight. Your eyesight. I want to pray for it. In your eyes, Father, in the name of Jesus. Spirit of blindness. Go! And never should you come back again. In Jesus' mighty name. You're free. Woman of God. Woman of God. You're free. You're free. I also see you've been having problems with light. Eh? Looking in the light. You're free. 
Now repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe with my heart and I confess with my mouth that you died and rose again. Tonight, I receive you as the Lord and Savior of my life. I am born again today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero. Make manifest.